This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Welcome back, guys, to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. I hope all is well with you this new day. Monday, uh, the 11th of December, two weeks today. Do you believe that? Two weeks today before Christmas. Scary, scary biscuits. <laughs> so, I hope all, all your planning and organising is coming together. And uh, So, I'm just sending this message out today. It recorded a few weeks ago at our... Seek Ye First event and I was really privileged to have the leader of Freedom City Church Jim Gibson come along and sh- uh, share a really good message with us on God's covenant of blessing so I'm just going to break it into two parts keep it sh- shorter uh, but I pray it really deeply encourages you and blesses you as you're listening and um, what happens on a Sunday for us is we have our service we usually up really early in the morning prepping for something and then we have a service, it starts at 11, it goes on, usually goes on quite late, and then we're all there at about two, half two. And so, like, normally we're going down to air now at night, mm-hmm. in different places, usually doing something on a Sunday night. So, like, like about an hour to grab some food. So normally what we do is grab a, a hot chicken. Anybody ever had one of these hot chickens, right? A hot chicken for Tesco. Like, you don't need to cook it, you just grab it out of the right? A hot chicken right out of the thing, right? And then crisps and all the stuff and stick the chicken in, open it up and get it. So I did it as usual, pulled the chicken out. And I was just starting to cut this chicken and I thought, this is a weird chicken. It's the weirdest chicken I've ever seen. Like, it was all like bones and legs and wings and stuff like that. And I was like, trying to get in this chicken. And I was like, this chicken's mental. Not, has it been on a diet or something like that? It was like, it was not about a meeting this chicken. So I'm getting really upset with this chicken. I don't know why I was taking on the chicken. But anyway, I thought, I'm taking this back to Tesco. This is terrible. And all of a sudden, Myra looked at the chicken and she went, oh dear, turned it over and it was upside down. <laughs> so, so here we were making about all these bones. And actually the meat was, the meat was on the other side. So we virtually turned it upside down. And uh, there it was, all the stuff. And actually, the kingdom of God's really like that. And uh, it's got nothing to do with chickens, but anyway, <laughs> it has really because the kingdom of God's upside down. And a lot of the stuff when we start to talk about giving and we start to talk about God, it's like almost like the opposite of what we would understood in the world. It's like completely the the opposite. The kingdom of God is, is obviously like that. And I want to just start with a passage in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 11 and I've kind of titled this God's covenant a blessing God's covenant I don't know if you were aware that there is a a covenant a blessing that God has made with us but this is what it says it says in Deuteronomy 8 verse 11 you've got to understand that um, Moses in Deuteronomy was having a dialogue with the people of God they've just messed up really big style and they've just spent a lot of time uh, in the wilderness, because of their unbelief, because they never combined with faith what God said in his word, and they've got themselves into the usual mess, where you can identify, you know what that is like, as usual, the cycle's a real mess, and here we're in that, this crazy cycle, and they've literally just been set free from slavery these years before, so these are all ex-slaves that have come out of slavery and bondage with absolutely nothing really other than what God has allowed them to have for Egypt, 
a bit of wages for the for the for the time we were in Egypt. Uh, and here they come, and they're going to be inheriting this amazing place, this land, the promised land. And the, and their their role is basically to to create or to to establish God's kingdom on mm. this land, this new place that God has has, got, has put them into. And, and so Moses is trying to get them prepped up for that, a wee bit like Derek's been doing and Vince and, you know, we do his church and get everybody prepped for the, the amazing land, the amazing place, the promises of God, the promise of blessing, the promise of victory, the promise of a different life for our families, the promise of abundance and fruitfulness and inheritance. is stuff that we never earned and we never, certainly, I didn't, and, and, and I don't know if you feel like that, I never... Uh, I never deserved any of that really the stuff that God has put into my life I did the opposite stuff that I shouldn't have had that so Moses begins to dialogue with him and he says something like this he said be careful that you don't forget the Lord your God failing to observe his commands his laws and his decrees that I'm giving to you this day otherwise when you eat and you're satisfied and when you build fine houses and you settle down and praise God, the kingdom of God is like 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 um, like Vince was saying there, and, and like Derek was saying, the limits are really off of what God wants to do. Really, just depending on our faith and what we can believe God for, really. But 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 God has provided everything that we need for it for every every situation. But when you build the fine houses and you settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and your gold increase, so God's expecting. In his kingdom for all these things to happen, like Vince was saying. And all that you have is multiplied. Multiplied. Because that's the way God works. Then your heart will become proud. And you'll forget the Lord your God. Who brought you out of Egypt. Out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness. That thirsty and waterless land. With its venomous snakes and scorpions. And he brought you water out of hard rock, brought water out of rock, and he gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something that your ancestors had never known, to humble and test you, so that in the end, it would go well with you. That's God's heart and his plan for our lives, that it would go well with us. And you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it's he who gives you the ability to produce, the word is create, to produce or create wealth. The word welfare literally means resources, it means an army, it means everything you need for church life, for business life, for friendship life, for family life, for prosperity life, for everything to create wealth. And so he confirms his covenant which he swore his ancestors as it is today. These are guys that are slaves, as you can imagine. We all know what that feels like, coming out of that land and going through these places and getting a little bit of the sense of God's provision for our lives and keeping us going day by day. But God had wanted much more for them. God wanted them to resource an amazing place that would be a blessing and spread. The goal was that it would spread through the whole earth and create a place of blessing for the for the for the whole for the whole earth. And right back at the very beginning, we see that God established a covenant with man. That's what he did. And it says he created mankind in his own image. Imagine that. 
And 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 I know when you look at us, we're not quite maybe always the full the full picture. <laughs> we're kind of we're on the we're on the road, eh? we're getting there. And one day we get to heaven, we're going to look, we're going to be like the full thing, you know, shine with the glory of God, and we will represent a little bit of God's amazing power and glory. And it'll be it'll be stunning, eh? To see, I I'm excited about that, but I'm excited about what He's doing now. And the image of God, He created them male and female. He created them, and it says God blessed them. And he said to them, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. So take this to the whole earth. He's not talking about populating the earth and them all having children. He's talking about the glory of God, the, the, the manifest beauty and wonder of God's kingdom right through the whole earth. And then he said, they gave them a mandate to rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. In other words, He's given them three things. He's put that blessing on them. It's a blessing of fruitfulness. Where fruitfulness isn't something that you can earn or something. Fruitfulness is something that actually comes from God. It's the growth of something. It's the increase. It's like what happens when seeds multiply. And they multiply into other trees. And you know what I mean? I've got, I've got a garden. And I've kind of started liking the guys to hate it and pay somebody to do it. But I've actually started loving it. During lockdown, I was even talking to the flowers and looking at the flowers and <laughs> admiring their beauty, actually. It was amazing, really. But he said, be fruitful. Increase in number. And he said, I'm going to give you authority over creation. Now, I know for some of you, creation conquered. The stuff and the stuff that grows and some of the stuff that's produced was actually the thing that ruled over our lives, actually. Stuff that was substance and stuff yeah. that was, was of the earth. And yet it was a it ruled us rather than us ruling it. And when you've been able to have been able to have victory over that stuff, yeah. it's such a powerful thing when you take back up your authority again yeah. over these crazy stuff, the crazy thing. Think when when somebody's you know I mean somebody's ruled by a, a, a substance that's grown or a substance that's been made on this planet out of stuff that God created for our good and blessing. And He said, I'm, "I've given you authority over the, all these things." And made us, made them in that time as a perfect seed to multiply, to come together as a, as a couple and to multiply. You see, blessing is actually the flow of heaven onto the earth. Blessing isn't something that we conjure up in this world. Blessing is when the resources of the whole of heaven comes with supernatural provision. And actually in favour upon his people on the earth, that's how it started. With the flow of heaven onto the earth. And earth, earth beautiful and growing and them cultivating the garden. It was such a brilliant place. Knowing that God was our source and that heaven was our source. And obviously we know that sin entered into that. And the seed that was meant to be in the image and likes of God was corrupted. So, so then it says that it, it basically what happened, several things. But anyway, curse came upon the earth. First time curse was talked about, and barrenness came, and, and, and a lack came, and suddenly for this beautiful place that they were meant to be in, that we're meant to be in, that these people in this land are going to be into, actually became a different place. It must have been quite a wee thing that day when that moment of taking up their own authority for their own life, deciding rather than God saying this is what's good and this is what's evil, they took the knowledge of that and took it for themselves and said, I'll decide what's good. That's got us into a bit of mess, isn't it, really? And I'll decide what's evil, anybody testify yeah. to that. I'll decide what's right. I'll decide what's good and evil. I'll be the one that's in control of that stuff, yeah? And actually, craziness comes. And obviously, the man, it says to the man, now by the sweat of your brow, yeah. 
you're going to earn a living. It's not going to just automatically flow for heaven. The sweat of your brow. You're going to always feel a failure. You're always going to feel you're striving. You're always going to feel you need stuff. You're always never going to have enough. You're always going to have that, that thingy. And so the, the damage came. And for a woman, it, it's for a woman was crazy because it actually said her desire would be for her husband. So she would always be looking for a man to say, oh, you look beautiful. And, that, and that's got us into some trouble, eh? I'm sure. Right? And waiting for that word that's... that's it's forgot, do you know what I'm saying? And so that's why there's this lack in us that we need. Oh, we need somebody, we need a guy, we need a girl, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And the seed's corrupted. And the Bible says that the blessing of the Lord brings wealth. The blessing of the Lord, just to clarify, isn't he wealth? Oh, God, this would be blessed me, you know, he's gave me a lot of money, whatever, no. He hasn't answered. The blessing of the Lord is much more than that. The blessing of the Lord is an open heaven. On our lives, they actually pour the blessing of God for heaven, the beauty, the wonder of heaven, of the whole universe, goodness me, we're limited to this wee earth and a wee world, like, 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 like Vince was saying, the small mind. And God's got this vast heavens and earth and eternity and oh man, come on, it's exciting. And we're, we're confined to this wee space that we find ourselves in, yeah? But it says that blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it and directly. So somehow... We've become degened or degenerated, and 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 we've been degened from what we were meant to be, rather than you know. So somehow we've become corrupted and and crazy. And obviously, we know that we sin, came pain, came ruin, and came slavery. That's the three things coming out. Evil, evil brings when sin comes, pain always comes, sickness, uh, slavery, captivity. We become bound into stuff. And then ruin as well, or poverty. So one of the inherited things that we got from the fall was it was a lack. So rather than, you know, when God creates them, they can go through the whole world, they can pick. They don't need to be thinking, you know, if, if Eve said to Adam, can you give us an apple? He's not thinking, oh, I need this apple, you know. He just goes, there's a million apples up here, let's, let's get a few apples, you know. How many apples do you want, you know what I mean? And it's crazy, but no, but no, no it's crazy, no, it's, it, it's, it's strange. And selfishness takes over and self-preservation. And they start blaming each other, don't they? You know, it was him, it was that wife he gave me. And, 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 and then she's blaming the, the serpent, obviously, that devil that was then that to me. Really, really, was it really? It was your choice at the beginning. And when Jesus came, um, he, he, he said this, he said, you can't serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and you'll love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You can't serve both God. And if the word there is actually, it's no money, but it's actually mammon, which is, which is more than money. It's actually a worship word that means a worship of money. You know how it says that the, the, love, the love of money is our root, our root of all evil. No money, but the love of money. So it's talking about the mammon. But I've got to get money. I've got to. I'm chasing money. I'm chasing work. I'm chasing all these things. And so what happens is that a life, we live a life of lack. Where we're always having to worry and strive. And that's coming back to the scripture that we're, we're, we're on, the, on, on the now that Derek was sharing. Jesus goes on to say there. So after that, about serving the spirit of mammon. He goes on to say that I tell you, don't worry about your life what you're going to eat or drink or your body, what you're wearing, what's life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap. 
store away in Barnes. Isn't it store it all away waiting you have not got enough like, like Mark? That was a cracking story, wasn't it, man? I loved that story. <laughs> put, put the biscuits in the drawer. So. <laughs> you just get this abundance all around you. Not, the biscuits, I mean, that was just like, I'm going to use that one. That is so good, man. That just blew me away, really. Whatever, you know. <laughs> Says, are you no much more valuable than they've been created in God's image and likeness to represent them on the earth? Amazing, really. And we know that sin stops the flow, doesn't it? The blessing and the fruitfulness and the increasing, all the things that come out, come out of that. And, um, and, and it's great when we've met Jesus, eh? And somehow the seed that through the Holy Spirit, that amazing, you know, the, the, the sonship and Jesus is in us and I love it that Jesus lives in us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so yeah. brilliant. And, and, and when Jesus is in us, you know, Jesus multiplies. He multiplies. He, he really does. That's good seed. Good seed multiplies. Damaged seed doesn't multiply. When, when seed is healed, um, when you heal seed, it can break through concrete. Nothing stops seed coming through and becoming what it's... See, it's got a purpose, that seed. And it comes out and it pops up and becomes a, a tree with massive seed in it to scatter its seed and multiply and nothing can stop it no concrete no nothing they're growing tap of roofs of houses and you've seen them I'm sitting up in Glasgow anyway when you look about Glasgow see all these wee trees up there you know a wee seed's landed and it's popped through the, the roof or whatever and burst somebody's roof you know so when we're like him and we're in his image and when we're restored and when we're healed and, and somehow that lack is able to is able to turn around yeah. and back to fruitfulness, mm. back to increase without a striving and without a whatever. Mm. Um, and then we've got authority back over the created stuff, over the world and over the things that God gives us to steward. Mm-hmm. We have authority because God's given us kids and given us stuff, given us money, put it under our care. He doesn't tell us what to do with it. Contrary to popular opinion, mm-hmm. God never tells us and demands to us, tells us what to spend our money on. That's ours. Mm-hmm. To, to decide, we have to decide that, mm-hmm. which is the wonderful beauty. And so he's given us the ability to create or to produce wealth. He's given us that, we have that. As a Christian, we've actually got that. And actually, our spiritual DNA is restored again um, and with it, our dependence on God mm-hmm. as a source of everything. I left school when I was 15. I hated school. Um, and so basically I left school with, you know, zilt, virtually vir- nothing. I actually got an O-level English and that is the biggest miracle for God. And, and I literally think he did that for my ma. <laughs> she, she saw my report card and I'm like, oh, there's nothing on that. Right? And, and she said, Oh, you got an O-level English? I was like, yes. <laughs> this is a it turned out, actually, when I went to university, when I was 23, the only O-level I needed, and as well as the stuff I'd studied at night school, was an O-level English. <laughs> so I God said he needs that later. I'm going to give him a minute. Yeah, I stick it on the hanger, right? It was totally beautiful. And my mum was like, over the moon. I got an she wasn't expecting that at all. So it's good to be a wee surprise. And then, and then, so I had seven years, like, I just, like, you know, you, you guys have been in some crazier situations than I was, but seven years I was doing everyone I could know to be a Christian and deny my upbringing and stuff like that as, 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 I, as I would. And when I was 22, I remember becoming really hungry for God. I remember having a real hunger 
God radically saved me. I mean, I said, God, if you don't save me, I just, I don't even want to live, really. And he saved me in an empty building. And my son's now the pastor of that church. My youngest son's the pastor of that church place. And I was was at an outreach on Sunday night with him. And I was sitting watching at the front where I get saved. And it's so good. And their pastor there now. And people, other people are going to be sitting there getting saved. How exciting is that? God's good, eh? Really special. Amazing. I mean, I like mortification. Amazing, really. And I was 22 and I was hungry. And, and I remember when I was 15, this is one of the reasons I stopped, I stopped going to church and I got my first pay packet, right? £4.50 it was, actually. And my mum said, you need to tithe that. And of course, I'm like, I'm not tithing that. That's, that's fag money. That's, that's, that's a bottle of buck fast in that, you know what I mean? I'm not tithing that. So anyway, she made me wait and tithe it. And I'm like, I'm not tithing. But I, saw, I knew that it was probably right because I'd, I'd watched their life prosper. And it was really special, right? But um, anyway, so I never, I never, but as soon as I was 22, all that came back to me. And I remember thinking, God, I'm going to, what does the Bible say? And I don't, I'm a really inquisitive person. I want to read it for myself. I, want to, I don't care whatever people have said. I want to know what does God actually say. So I read the Bible and I saw some stuff in it. And I saw there was principles. And I want to talk a couple of, a couple of principles, really, that it's getting kind of back to the nitty gritty, really, because if there's a covenant there that, that God has, there's, there's something that we a part that we have to play it's not a lot I don't think it's a lot if the covenant a blessing is that heaven opens up you know and, and, and he pours out the blessing you know what can we do really that's going to compare with that you know what I mean is that going to even compare with the you know whatever even if we gave everyone it wouldn't compare with what God gives us put, put on us amazing really and um, so, so and, and I want to testify that somehow I started to really, I, I wanted to obey God because I'd been disobedient all my life and I wanted to obey God and I thought, well, what does God say with us? What's the word of God on it? Because the word of God, got to be living, that's like, that's like what I'm living on. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't live in bread mm-hmm. alone, but we live in every word, every rhema it says that God speaks to us. What's he, what's he making real in us? What's coming alive in us? Because that's the thing that will actually work. And I believe there are two principles that I want to just very quickly share in, in the next wee while. Um, and just really on, on, on just following on through all that stuff that I've just shared there about the seed and whatever. Um, and, and, and I believe that, I believe that they, bring, they bring blessing. They bring the, the release. But God says it in his word. I'll show you that in a minute. That it actually releases the blessing. And if we don't obey them, then automatically when you don't do what God says... It's like pouring diesel into a petrol car. It doesn't really work because it's not designed to know what we got. It's like it's like literally wrecking your motor and putting dirt in your engine and expecting it to go. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't work. But it works when you do what it's designed for. And we're designed for this. We are designed to cook with us. We are really. And so I want to talk about two principles. The first is the principle of tithing, really. Um, and as a Christian living a life a faith. Um, tithing is actually in our DNA. It's, it's in the DNA of our life as a Christian. Like many other things, you know, that God develops in us and God reveals to us by his word when we realise we've got to be gentle and kind and loving and wonderful, you know, to, to people. It, it changes us, doesn't it? That becomes our DNA. We, 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 we aren't that angry, violent, horrible person. We're actually a different person. Why? Because we listen to the word of God and the word of God changed us. Mm-hmm. And we obeyed it one day and we said, I have to be. 
you know, God, God's looking at me and I, I want to be like him. Whatever. So tithing is like that. And so when we connect with God and we live a life of faith, because faith is really the key, especially tithing and especially giving and generosity. Uh, I, was, I, was sharing with, I was sharing with the entrance the other day that I saw a picture of a guy getting baptised and as he went under the water, he's, he's, he held his wallet above the water. <laughs> he under the water. So he's getting baptised, everyone except this wallet, he ain't getting that one, you know. And actually that's very true, that's actually a lot of times that when we get baptised, the wallet doesn't stay out there. It's actually that it becomes subject to God as well because anything you've got in your wallet, he made it and created it and formed it anyway. And, and whatever it came for him. So actually, we have to really uh, connect with God like that. So tithing is almost like the first step in, in the whole fulfilling of the covenant of God. Now, a covenant <coughs> is different for a contract. God never makes a contract with us. A contract, when, 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 we, when I marry somebody, um, I don't mean I've married loads of people, but I've only married just to clarify that, but not. You know, I don't have multiple wives, I've only got one wife, she's awesome. I, I fell in love with when, when I was eight and she was about six, seriously. She was the fir- she's the first girl I ever kissed. I was, I was only eight at the time, early starter. And it must have, it must have stuck with her, because she must have remembered that later on, and I was like, anyway. We went through a big, we through a big crazy journey between, you know, both of us did and loads of craziness and stuff and then obviously we, we must have still been in love after that it was definitely a kiss that done it but anyway <laughs> 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 but, but tithing, tithing is, is, is a party a party this, the covenant a blessing a covenant isn't a contract when we would marry somebody we would say we're not coming into a contract we're not signing a marriage contract we're, we're actually taking part in God's covenant of blessing and a covenant is something that is, is sacrificial and, and when you enter into a covenant with God, it wasn't a sacrifice on our side. It didn't cost us nothing at the beginning. It only cost Jesus everything. And it cost God his son. And it cost everything for us to be in that covenant of blessing and, and, and whatever, okay? But tithing isn't the Old Testament law whilst it was formalised by Moses as a law, the, the law of tithing. It was never a law. It was never meant to be a law. The law, the law was the, the law came in for the lawless. In other words, to let us know when we were sinning. The Bible says that you didn't know you coveted to the law of covetousness came in. Before that, it, it had a, an effect and it had a death effect. If you murdered somebody, they went and murdered you back, or they murdered your son. Or it was a whole thing that it never, it never made it good. But and the law just came in to clarify that and allow a punishment that was appropriate to the actual law that was that was there. Okay. Is this making sense? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So tithing, tithing's really, really special. Um, and Jesus said that we should tithe. And I know that people think it was Moses that said that, but actually Jesus said that we should tithe. In Luke eleven forty two, when he addressed the heart of the Pharisees, the Pharisees used to give thirty percent of their income, usually something like that, between everything that they'd done and all the different gifts and offerings that they, they gave. But they were giving it with a a heart that didn't understand the purpose behind the tithe or the giving of the, t- of the tithe. They didn't really even understand it was God's. They just fulfilled the law. The law of Moses was the main thing for them. And then you could say, I've fulfilled the law. I'm a good person. I'm, I've done good. When I get to heaven, I'm going to tell God I tithed every week. It's no good. That's not what you're going to tell God, hopefully, when you get to heaven. He's, he's not interested in that. That's going to be gone by that time. But he says, what are you Pharisees? Because you give a tenth of your mint, rue, and all the other kinds of garden herbs. 
But you neglect justice and the love of God. See, this comes out of the love of God. And it comes out of justice for people because a tithe, if you read about the tithe, the tithe, then they got, then they take it, didn't they? There was no big thing coming down for heaven. And he said, let me take the tithe up to heaven. The tithe was given to the poor. The tithe was there for the priests who served in the temple that they might have worship running every day. That it might, they might have the, the kingdom of God uh, enlarging on, on the earth. That's why the tithe was given. It, it was the given. It didn't go up to heaven in a big bucket or something like that. You know, God put a collection bucket on the earth and then tithe and everybody tithe and he took it away up. Whew, as it gone. See you later, guys. It actually was there for justice and mercy to help the people, which is what, it, which is what it's really about. And then when they, when they stopped giving a tithe, the priests all had to go and work in the fields and they couldn't serve like that. This is the bit pastors and churches and a lot of pastors I, I had a business when I, I was a pastor and I had my own business for many years and I know, I know Charles works in broken chains and so there's not it's, it's, it's not about that, it doesn't stop us serving God but there's something about this that God, God does with his church and stuff like that that's really 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 important. You neglect justice and the love of God, you should practice the latter while not leaving the former undone so Jesus sent them you should be tithing However, what you, your heart is wrong and what you're tithing, because you don't tithe to get. Tithing's not about a far, far tithe. God's going to bless me. It's not like that. That's not how this works. Mm-hmm. I, I, had a, I had a guy who was just, he was a Christian. He went away to another church and then he came back and uh, quite a few years later and I don't know what he was, what he was taught or whatever, but he said, oh, well, I'm tithing all the time and he said, and God isn't blessing me. I said, okay. <laughs> that's fair enough so he said no not only that he says I'm double tithing <laughs> so I was like well <laughs> I says you can't double tithe tithing's tithing tithing's not about giving tithing's about something different for giving so I said if you want to give another tenth of your money then find something that if that's what you feel that you've got that to give then that's okay and I said, and, and then you need to sort your heart out, really. That you're not tithing because God's going to bless you. Because the blessing doesn't come from tithing. Tithing something that God asks of us is part of our covenant of blessing. That's different from, you know, whatever, okay. And actually, the, the Pharisees, they, they came to Jesus and they said to Jesus, should we pay our tax? And, 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 and I think they were, they were obviously were trying to trap him and it says Jesus saw their duplicity they were asking him a question as he usually did but behind the scenes they're trying to trap him because he's now trapped if he says you give to Caesar the people were up Marns if they say don't give to Caesar then the, 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 the police arrest him because he's no he's encouraging people for insurrection and stuff like that so he, he sees through their duplicity and he says to them show me a denarius I mean this is, a, this is probably one of my favourite passages eh Show them, a, show me a coin, a denarius. That was a coin, and he said, "Whose image is on this?" And they said, "Oh, it's Caesar's." And he says to them, "Give back to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God." Yeah. And I've always been really strong, and I'm going to have a wee side, a wee sideline here about the whole thing with paying taxes. So the guy who was wanting to do the thing said, "Is I'll just pay you cash, or you just pay me cash, and we'll be fine." And so I had to stand up and say, I'm really sorry, but I don't, I don't do cash because I need to pay tax. Mm-hmm. And if you pay cash, you're going to rob. You're going to rob 
the country, not no, no the, the government, contrary to popular opinion or popular, no, the government doesn't get the money, the government is the custodian of our money. If I don't pay my tax, I'm robbing every other person in the country that doesn't pay, that does pay tax. I'm actually robbing them. So that's why Jesus said to the guys, of course you should do it because this tax is there to help the country. Now I'm not sure it was, I'm sure a lot of it was corrupted, is to do the services in the country. So I wanted to be a side to that because it's great to tithe and it's great to give. However, some of the basic things that are really there are, are, are as important in the blessing of God in our lives. But it's really, really important because it's funny how we get into a culture of stuff in our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was talking to one of the one of the, the the one of the young ladies in our church, and I was saying, "Oh, she's going. You know, what are you going to do when you? What are you going to do when you when you get older? What are you going to work at?" She said, "What am I going to work at?" She said, "I'm going to go in the door. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my job." I said, "Oh, really?" I said, "Oh, that's good." I said, "Why, why are you going to go in the door?" I said, "My mom's in the door. My dad's in the door." I said, and they just get money in. They get money for what, what they do, right? So it's not a problem. And, and I'm so happy. I love the fact that as a country, we've got a national health service. We've got, yeah. we've got you know, we, we claim for benefits for people. Obviously, people need that. That's what the system's there. They help people. But somehow this, this and I said, so, I said, um, how, how do you think the money comes for the, for the actual, for this? Who, who gives you the money? Oh, pff, like, I don't know. You know, like, pff, you don't know that. The government. Gives us the money. I said, what did the government give you the money? I said, how did the government get the money? She went, she said, they make it, they print it. So I'm thinking, that. <laughs> I mean, that's me, kid. Now, now see, that young, see that lady, see that young lady, she's now, that is now, she's now a young lady, she's one of the hardest workers. An amazing, amazing woman of God. And God's done something special, really, in her life. But actually, Tithing is in our DNA because it was way, way before Moses brought it in as a law. But actually it's in our DNA. It's quite interesting. And Vince was talking about Abraham. Um, but it was actually in, nobody, nobody taught, we didn't have a tithing session with Abraham. You know, God didn't say, let's have a wee session about tithing here, Abraham. You know, I mean, I'll teach you how to tithe. But, but somehow it was in him. Because the Bible says that his, his family was robbed, wasn't they? Taken away. And... Um, he, he, he got 300 men and with 300 men he went and conquered an army that's the wealth of God that's the power of God we don't need a big army to do the things of God we just need some people that are on fire and a few people that are going for God and the, and the blessing of God and suddenly it multiplies and God does stuff so they go and conquer us and he's coming back where he's taking back all the plunder even for the king of Sodom and Gomorrah he's brought their plunder back and um, he brings it back and actually when he comes back, the king of Sodom says to him, just give me the people back, you keep, all the, you keep all the wealth. And he says, no. He says, I'm not accepting anything that belongs to you. Not even a thread or a strap or a sandal. So you'll never be able to say that you made Abraham rich. It's amazing. You're never going to, you're not my source. I don't need your wealth. I've got it back for you. Here you go. We've got it back. And it says that as he came back, Melchizedek, this king of Salem, king of peace, yeah. appears out of nowhere, you know what I mean, with bread and wine. Let's, have, let's break some bread together here. And, 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 and it says he broke bread and he, and he broke wine. And it says he blessed Abraham. He actually blessed him. And it says, 
Abraham, I'll just get the actual scripture, and it says Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. Where did that come from? Because he knew there's a covenant in his DNA. He had a covenant of blessing. And actually, when you go two generations down, you see that when Jacob has been messed up big style, if you want to see messed up, see Jacob, and he's messed up big style and he's stolen birthrights and bless. He even stole the blessing for his brother that was his. Took it away, robbed him out of stuff. And even though he did that, it says that when he was going away, he had to, to go into exile. And when he did, when he did, it says that God says, I'm going to be with you, I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to be with you all the time and I'm going to prosper you in everything that you do. If you want to see a story of prosperity, look at Jacob. And Jacob says to God, of everything that you give me, God, I'm going to give you a tenth. How awesome is that? And the DNA was actually in it. And so when you see this whole story in the children of Israel, and then you come to the end of the Old Testament, that, like Vince was sharing a little bit about that, you see that the, the nation of Israel is now in chaos it's an exile, they're, they're getting scattered all over the place. Rather than increase, they've done crazy stuff. And God pinpoints this thing in Malachi, right at, the, right at the end of the Old Testament, before Jesus comes. And there's 400 years between the Old and New Testament. That's actually when God never actually speaks, before Jesus comes, and, and fle- God in flesh, and, and so on and so forth. And this is, what, this is what the prophet Malachi says, that God says, he says, well, you... Will a mere mortal, will a mere mortal rob God? And yet, yet you rob me. And he says, you ask, how are we robbing you? They say, how are we robbing you, God? In tithes and in offerings. Whoa, you're under a curse. Your whole nation, because you're robbing me. Because the tithe, as they come into the storehouse, he said, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And then, as, as Vince had said, test me in this. the only place in the Bible where God asks us to, to test him. Test me in this. See what happens. I'm going to show you what's going to happen. He said, I'm going to pour out so much blessing. Remember, blessing isn't money. Blessing is heaven. It says that the resources are heaven, that you'll not have room to store it. I'll prevent. In fact, he says, I'm going to throw open. Not just the doors of heaven, I'm going to throw open the floodgates of heaven and I'm going to pour out so much blessing. Remember, that's the, re- that's the result of the, the covenant of blessing as he pours the blessing out and the supernatural blessing begins to flow and we become like a pipeline for the blessing. See, God never, God never blessed the people so they would go, this is amazing, this blessing, isn't it? this is tremendous. We're all getting blessed everywhere. This is so good that I, I tell you, God, I love this blessing. We can go and buy this what we want, do that what we want. I actually say the blesses so we can be a pipeline. The point to us is that we can be a blessing and a conduit through which the world can be changed. That's the point of the covenant of blessing. So we can flow and tithing is our part of that. And he says, I'm going to prevent pests from devouring your crops. And the vines in your fields will not drop your fruit before the ripe, says the Lord Almighty. And then all the nations will call you blessed. They'll see the blessed of God. And all the nations of the earth will experience the blessed of God through your life. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.